Hi there, and welcome to episode 12 of the Wave Back Music Podcast. Today's games are the titles of the Bit Trip Saga for the Nintendo Wii. Enjoy! Hello again, this is the Wave Back Music Podcast, a show where we listen to and reminisce about some of the best video game music there is. My name is Chris, and I am your host. Tonight we'll be taking a trip through a phenomenal series of games that take some of the most iconic retro themes and inject them with modern tech, killer art direction, and most important of all, music. I'm talking about the games in the Bit Trip Saga. The Bit Trip Saga is a series of six games originally released for the Nintendo Wii as downloadable titles. Over time, they were eventually released on Steam, and some other more popular entries were ported to mobile platforms like iOS. These games are Bit Trip Beat, Core, Void, Runner, Fate, and Flux. Runner was far and away the most popular of the bunch, and as such got a sequel in the form of Bit Trip Presents Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. But that game will get its own episode one of these days, and it doesn't really fit in with this whole uh, thing we're going for today. So, the games tell the story of Commander Video. Over the course of the six titles, different aspects of his life are portrayed in a surreal fashion, and in the end are actually quite moving. Of course, this story has to be sought out, because at first glance, it's just a bunch of nonsense, but in what my experience was when playing it was after finishing the games, I, under, I kind of understood what the game was trying to tell me, and that is due in large part to the music. The bulk of the music in the Bit Trip Saga is credited to either Gaijin Games or Petrified Productions, but with a little digging, I believe I found the name Responsible, and that name is Matthew Harwood. He did some sound design for Alien Hominid and Castle Crashers for The Behemoth, wrote all the music in Infinite Crisis for Turbine, uh, as well as a handful of other games, and has even worked in TV composition for shows like Dateline NBC, Project Runway, and many others. Now, if I'm wrong about him being the composer of the Bit Trip music and you know who is responsible, please let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to move forward with the assumption that Matthew wrote the music in this series, and that makes him one of the most incredible composers I've ever heard, and somebody I just I wish I could thank in person. To call the music you're about to hear stunning would be an understatement. The amount of beauty and depth in these songs is simply astounding. It's not only some of the best video game music I've ever heard, it's some of the best music I've ever heard, period. I'll be, I'll be playing two tracks from each game in the saga in order of their release. A few things first. One is that the music I'm playing comes directly from the game's official soundtracks. The music in these games is very dynamic when being played, and is linked directly to the gameplay. Generally, the better you do, the more complex the music becomes, and because of this, these tracks were arranged in a way that presents all the parts of a level's music in a progressive fashion that puts it all together in one cohesive track. Second is that while the bulk of the, bulk of the music was composed by Mr. Harwood, there were guest chiptune artists, artists on every game, and a few of tonight's tracks will be by them. I'll note specifically when those tracks are, and, uh, and I'll, I'll point them out when we play them. We start tonight with tracks from Bit Trip Beat. Beat takes the majority of its cues from Pong and Breakout, and turns the formula on its head by adding a sense of rhythm to it. You control a rectangular paddle at one end of the screen, while blocks or 
beats, as the game calls them, come at you. You move the paddle to deflect the beats back at the other side of the screen, similar to the way you move a paddle to deflect you know, the ball and pong. The more beats you consecutively hit, the more complex the music gets, and so on and so forth. The more you miss, though, the less uh, complicated everything gets, and eventually the game even visually and audibly turns into little more than a game of pong with the black and white in the background. The whole game goes black and white until you get a game over. Each time a beat hits the paddle, and this is really the crux of what makes made this game so incredible, is that it matches the stage's music. Everything you do matches and, and, and is part of the soundtrack, and it's absolutely brilliant. Now, as far as the story's, story goes, um, this game represents birth. This is the beginning of Commander Video's journey. He is new to the world, and beats Atari-inspired visuals and incredible music tell the story of him coming into it. So without further delay, here's tonight's first track, Transition, from Bit Trip Beat.
Now that piece right there is is very. I mean, this is really kind of the first real piece of music you hear uh, when you start playing playing this series of games, and it's themes in that song are going to come back throughout the rest of the night. Um, <laughs> and that whole song is just. I, I will never forget the first time I played this, and it was just really on a whim that somebody had recommended it to me and said, oh, these games are really, really quite interesting. You should give it a try if you like retro games. And I saw screenshots of it and thought, you know, well, I like Atari graphics, and this kind of looks like Atari graphics. But when you see it in motion, when you see the animation and, and the way all the things move around, it, it's really quite extraordinary, the way it takes that and, and kind of carves these extremely basic blocky graphics into a, a a tremendous looking world and this music just blew me away just absolutely floored me when i was playing it because uh, you know i'm fairly good at this kind of game and it um it, it really snapped with me very quickly like the way the controls work because it was brilliant and turn on the game and the entire instructions that it gives you the only tutorial is a single shot of a Wii remote on its side being tilted and that's how you control the games all you need to know and I was able to pick up on it really quickly and, and do fairly well on my first playthrough of the game and just as all the blocks were coming at me all the beats were were lining up matching the music and the, you know I'd, I'd fill up a meter of getting a whole bunch of things right and the music would change over and get more and more complex but then like go up and then go down and and the the, the gorgeous bass notes and the way that this is taking chiptune sounds but injecting all this modern formula into it as well was just oh simply and incredibly mind-blowing I, uh, I, I <laughs> I'm I'm gushing so uh, that was track one. Now for track two, um, the other the, the bit trip beat was only three stages long, and the other two tracks are again very good, but not quite enough to fill an episode. And so we're just going to limit ourselves to two tracks per game. And the second track I wanted to play is going to be our first track from a guest musician tonight, and that's the Information Chase by Bitshifter. Bitshifter is a chiptune artist who is far and away my very favorite chiptune artist. The first album I heard from Bitshifter uh, actually came from me hearing on a podcast a song called Hexadecimal Genome. And uh, once I found out what that song was, I wound up tracking it down, tracking down the record that it was a part of, and the record is called The Information Chase. And the title track is actually the last track on the album, The Information Chase. And it was uh, a little on the short side, um, it's a good song. It just was didn't really flow properly. It seemed to like cut off a little bit strangely in the beginning, and I always thought there was something missing from it. Turns out I was right. In Bit Trip Beat, when you go to the um, credits sequence, it plays the Information Chase, but it plays the whole song. Now, when I bought the Bit Shifter album Information Chase, that last track seemed like it was short and whatnot. It's because it was. And when I finally bought the soundtrack to Bit Trip. Uh, core, sorry, Bit Trip Beat. Ugh. When I finally bought the soundtrack to Bit Shit, Bit Trip Beat, and I heard the beginning of this song, I'm thinking, the information chase. That that sounds familiar. Wait, that's the what? Hold on, and it all just came together to me, and it's it just matches up perfectly with where that track begins, about halfway through the song. It's great. It's just a wonderful song, and I'm gonna play it for you right now. So here is track number two. The Information Chase. 
just a very fun, very exciting uh, song, and a really good uh, end credits song. Again, I can't stress enough how incredible uh, BitShifter is as a chiptune artist, and in particular his 2006 album, The Information Chase, is incredible. It's simply, simply incredible. Every single track, it's only six tracks long, it's not that hard to track down. Find it, listen to it, it is amazing. So, we're going to move on to the second game of the BitTrip Saga, which is BitTrip Core. And if you're following the story, this one is more or less about discovery. So the way this game works is it takes that same kind of theory that we were working off with the first game, uh, a kind of a play on Pong, except now it's going to make things a lot more complicated, um, which is kind of the theme of this game is discovery. Uh, Commander Video has come into the world, and now he is learning the ropes. He's figuring out how to move and 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 exist within this world and uh that's my that's as far as i can tell the the story that is being conveyed with bit trip core uh so what it does is it it takes this gameplay and multiplies it by four so you're this little plus sign in the middle and you have to shoot this little laser beam that stops notes from coming in all different directions and again it's incredibly melodic all the different pieces you know you, you zap them and it makes the music and the better you do the more complex the music gets so and so forth um this game is tough it is in my opinion um possibly the hardest one out of the whole bunch with the exception of maybe fate uh it's just really really hard to get a grip on all the different things that are coming from all the different angles but once you kind of get into that zone you can do some really incredible things in this game and it just looks and sounds fantastic so uh the first of the two tracks we'll be playing from core is our track number three which is called discovery so enjoy
Now what's interesting about Discovery, and now that we're in the second game, you start to notice some of the very, very slight nods to the music in the prior game. Because this stuff really does all fit together remarkably well. And the piece of this that kind of harkens back to Transition is uh, the bass. Uh, the, the bass line is kind of a play off of the basic bass line in Transition. And it really is a, a remarkable song because it's more stressful than the music that was in uh, Bit Trip Beat because the game is more stressful. It's a little bit more scary because Commander Video is new to the world. <laughs> I don't know if this whole story thing sounds completely and totally absurd to you, but this whole series moved me so much uh, and I, I'm just so happy to be able to share some of this music um, to, to anybody who hasn't discovered it already. Uh, it's it's incredible, incredible stuff. So um, that is my piece on that. Anyway, back to Bit Trip Core. Uh, so we're going to move on to the second track from Core, which will be our fourth track of the evening, and that track is called Exploration, um, which, again, just kind of fits in with the whole theory of you know, Commander Video, exploring his new world in front of him and coming to terms with what he can and can't do. So here is track number four, Exploration.
Now that track right there, Exploration from BitTrip Core, is uh, it's a really intense track. It goes back and forth between dreamy and intense, It just, just on the drop of a dime. It's so cool, such a cool track. Um, and again, it's it's one of those things that kind of gets stuck in your head from from the you know the the melody that's in there. Not that it's but it's it's kind of dances all over the place. It's an incredibly cool track uh, from an incredibly cool game. So let's move on to our next game uh, of the evening, which is Bit Trip Void, uh, which is based on Self. Uh, it, now that Commander Video has come out into the world and has kind of figured out how he works and, and, and how the world works, it's time to uh, come to terms with himself. Uh, this theory based of the story kind of comes on the fact that the names of the stages in this game are based off of um, uh, a sense of self. Um, and the first track that we're going to listen to is called Id. Um, now this stuff is a lot more internal sounding because... I believe the game is meant to feel more internal. Like, the graphics of this game aren't as uh, sprawling and spacey-looking as they are in the other games. This one's got a lot of uh, flat colors and effects going on. The And the cutscenes kind of tell this interesting story where um, Commander Video gets up and tries to impress all these other little Commander Videos, and he keeps getting bigger and bigger, like his ego is getting bigger. And um, they all just kind of ignore him, like, yeah, whatever. And then in the end, he uh, kind of comes to terms with the fact that being an egotistical braggart is not a good idea. And he just, you know, he apologizes, everyone accepts his apology, and then they all hold hands and dance together, and it's really cute. Um, so uh, the the whole thing of Bit Trip Void is that you're this little dot, and you're, you're a black dot, and the more little black dots that you collect, the bigger you get. And the bigger you get, the more points dots are worth. But there's also white dots floating around the screen. And if you get hit by a white dot, you lose everything and go back to being small. So at any time, the you know, as you're getting bigger and bigger, you can press the button to cash in. And um, it just, like, you get all the points for all the dots that you had collected so far. And you're back to being small, so it's easier for you to move around and whatnot. It's a really fun game. It's it's pretty tough, uh, like just to start avoiding all the obstacles. The game gets really really intense, um, and the music has a much it it just has such a different vibe to it than the previous games. It it never it's a different kind of intensity, but it's again extremely cool. So here is track number five, id. Thank you. 
so in this one, there aren't really any specific musical themes, as far as I can tell, that call back, but really, it's just kind of an instrumentation. So while the game has just got a much more, you know, driving bass drum sound to it than, than previous tracks, the instrumentation really just kind of keeps the whole thing feeling cohesive. And the next track we're going to listen to is called Ego, um, which is, uh, it, you know, it's it's similar in style to the, the track that you just listened to. Um, but if I remember correctly, it's got a, a piece of drums in it that really harken back to an Atari 2600 game in particular. So um, without further ado, here is track number six, Ego.
So, at a certain point in that track, um, there's a repeating drum sound that sounds very chip-tuny. And I can't say with any level of certainty that this is what it's supposed to be, but I can tell you that it reminds me of it, is the sound of E.T. walking in E.T. for Atari 2600. I swear it sounds just like it, almost exactly. I'll, I'll throw a, a link or to a YouTube video or something in the comments, I mean in the, uh, in the show notes, because it's one of those standout things that I remember playing this game and thinking, that is totally E.T. from Atari 2600 walking. That's what that sound is. Um, I, like I said, I could be wrong, but for my money, that's totally what that is. Uh, which is ridiculous. Um, this track is is just so cool. I think this is some of the... It's not as joyful as a lot of the other music you're going to hear tonight, but it is just so cool. It's just very, very cool sounds. All right, it's time to move on to the most popular piece of uh, this entire show, which is the music from Bit Trip Runner. Now that uh, Commander Video has discovered the world around him, he's discovered his sense of self, it's time for him to explore. And that's the theme of Bit Trip Runner, is exploration. And these songs are so good. These are the songs that... Now, I was playing this series as it was coming out, so I... You know, I, I discovered Bit Trip Beat, and then I discovered Core, and then I discovered Void, and then I saw a trailer for Runner, and I was just just blown away by what I was seeing because now, for the first time, you are actually controlling Commander Video. It looks like Commander Video. It looks like a stick figure with a giant head and a white visor-looking thing, and arms and legs, and he just runs. It's an endless runner. Uh, and what's so genius about this game is that you can't die. You can lose, but you can't get a game over. You just run, 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 character moves automatically, you don't have to press anything, he's just going to run forward. And every time he hits something, he just zooms right back to the beginning, does a quick little gear-up dance, and you're back to moving again. It is incredibly addictive, incredibly smartly designed, and as you go along, you learn different moves, you learn to slide, you learn to attack, you learn to jump off of springboards, and the music, oh god, the music is just insane. Um, this is the game where the music really kind of moved up to the next level because this game is, without a doubt, the most joyous of all the other games. That You see these just bright blue skies, these crazy, crazy worlds you run past in the background. And uh, it's just incredible. It's just absolutely incredible. The first track, which will be our track number seven of the evening, is called Impetus, and it's the track for the the first world of Bit Trip Runner, where it's all um, just this crazy-looking city with giant faces and heads and buildings and just an in- incredible look to it. Um, I, you just just watch videos of this or play the game, do whatever you have to to experience this one. Um, Chances are you may have. Bit Trip Runner was the easily the most popular out of all these games, probably because it was the most easy concept to understand. Um, but it's really, really good, and this music matches it flawlessly. So here is track number seven, Impetus. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Now again, just like the other games, the better you do, the uh, more complex the music gets, and um, it, it just it, they all the stages, all the songs take this just up and down trip. Uh, you start off with something very simple sounding, and then you get a little plus sign, and it turns it into something else. But it always kind of comes back down towards the end, like the, the relief of. Ah, I reached the finish line, and I finally beat this level. Because this game is tough. This game is really hard, but it's really, really good. And that main theme that you hear there, that you're going to hear again. Um, and 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 again in, in Runner 2, that, that theme is reprised. But that main melody that uh, is hit in this song is uh, reprised throughout this series and is really, really good. It's just purely joyous. So we're going to move on to track number eight, the second runner track of the evening, and that track is called Fortitude. And uh, this is kind of like the opposite side of the coin. This is more towards the end of the game, where the glory and wonder of the world is starting to wind down ever so slightly, uh, because the stage isn't quite as interesting from a background perspective as you know this, the, the previous stages in the game. But at the same time, it is... Uh, still incredibly interesting and, and, and delightfully bizarre. Um, but anyway, here is track number eight, Fortitude. Thank you. 
So, that that was Fortitude from Bit Trip Runner, and that song does a very good job of encapsulating what I love so much about this soundtrack is that it's it's equal parts fun and just beautiful. It's a stunningly beautiful piece of music. It's just the way the instrumentation comes together, the way that it takes chiptune sounding sounds and makes them more conventionally beautiful. There's music in, in older games that, that always makes me feel excited, that I find incredibly beautiful, that I feel like if you're not interested in video games, that music can be um, not really just taken at face value and not really appreciated for what it is and, and just hearing bleeps and bloops instead of hearing the compositions. And what's incredible about the soundtracks of these games is that it makes it unavoidable. It makes it... There's no way you can't see, you can't hear what the music is going for and, and the kinds of emotions that it elicits. This stuff is is objectively beautiful. And... Um, it's really, really just some incredible stuff. And uh, Runner was really just... I, I was obsessed with this game. For as much as I liked uh, the, uh, the the prior games in the series, Runner was like... Runner was just like this, this life-altering experience of a game. It's really some of the most fun I've had with a video game in the last ten years. It is astonishing. And whatever you do, seek it out, try it out. Whether you like games, whether you're not really into games... I mean, my wife's not into games, and she has played through... She's playing through Runner 2 on hard mode right now. And for for somebody who doesn't play games, to be playing through a game that is legitimately very, very difficult, it is a testament to how well done this entire experience is. And and I would say that the music probably has a part in that uh, for, for anybody, because... Every th- all the pieces of this come together gorgeously, and I feel like without the music aspect of it, it just gives it that extra hook. Like, the gameplay itself, you can play this game on mute, but when you've, you're playing a platformer where, as you're going, every jump, every step, every action you take makes the music better... It's it's hard to not feel infected by that, and and that's what this game is. It's extraordinarily infectious, and I just love it to death. Now uh, we're going to move on to Bit Trip Fate, which is all about confrontation. There is a uh, a villain type character called uh, I think the Timble Tot uh, that's been kind of out to get Commander Video since the very beginning. Um, and you wind up, uh, I think you wind up having a confrontation with him in Runner. And uh, in Fate is kind of like the final confrontation against Timbletot. Timbletot is the source of your anguish. He is the source of your anger and all of your problems. And it's now, it's time to confront him. And that's the theme of Bitrip Fate, is confrontation. Um, and kind of in a strange way, too, because... Uh, you know, spoiler alert, which I never thought I would be giving out spoilers on a video game music podcast, but Fate concludes with um, uh, Commander Video dying. It is about his ultimate fate. Uh, this game plays out kind of like a shoot 'em up, a side-scrolling shooter where you just, you know, it's a bullet hell, bullets everywhere. Uh, the neat trick about this one is that, again, you know, the, the sound is all very, um, it's all very musical way, you know, things blow up with a, uh, in time with the music and things like that. And you get the power-ups, the music gets better and more complicated. Um, it's probably my least favorite soundtrack in the series because it's got a lot of 
a dubstep influences, and I think dubstep is horrible. Just absolutely horrible. But this is the closest I've ever come to liking it. Um, because really, when you get right down to it, good music is good music. And uh, it's undeniably good good stuff here. Um, you confront uh, the Timble Tot, and you wind up dead at the end of this game. And moving on to the afterlife, which is what the next game is about. But um, this game is all about confrontation, and as such... Uh, a lot of it is very angry. The The music is just... It has a much more angry feel to it than any of the rest of them, and uh, the track names reflect that. Um, except for this next one, because this next one is another one of our uh, uh, guest tracks. This is the music that plays on the main menu, like when you start up the game, and it's a really, really cool track. It's called Left by Sucka MCs, featuring Minus Baby, uh, another you know, pair of chiptune artists collaborated to make this extremely cool track, uh, and did a, it does a very good job of setting the tone for the game you're about to play. There's a lot of red in um, Bit Trip Fate. There's a, it's a lot of danger. It's a lot of bullets. It's a lot of. It is not a joyous game, and it is extremely difficult. Um, unlike most uh, other like bullet hell type shooters like this, you're on a track the entire time. So the screen is scrolling, and enemies are coming at you from all angles. But you can only move on a predetermined path. You can move up, down, left, and right, but only attached to this path. So the, the game doesn't give you very much freedom to dodge, so you have to be really, really, you have to be really, really thinking about what you're doing in order to succeed. It's a very tough game. It's, it's a little on the obtuse side, and following up Runner, it really kind of, it definitely segmented the audience. When, when uh, everyone, everyone loves Runner, uh, I, I don't think many people love Fate. Uh, because it's it's far less fun. It's it's far less uh, uh, open, uh, inviting, uh, to to say the least. But it is still a very good game, and it is an interesting play on, you know, whereas uh, Runner was an interesting play on the the platformer genre or something like Pitfall. Um, this is a play on the shooters, and it's a, a unique rhythmic play on those kinds of games. So anyway, here is track number nine, Left by Sucka MCs featuring Minus Baby.
so you can see what I mean about this being a much more angry track. Um, and it's really good. It's very well put together. It's just got a really interesting sound. It's like, but you know you're out. It The, the track screams confrontation. It just, just screams confrontation the entire time. Uh, which was, it was a great track to choose to, to put in this game, to headline this game. Uh, now the next track we're going to listen to is uh, Frustration. Again, back to uh, the same composer as the rest of this stuff. And um, like I said, it's got some dubstep influences, but really try not to hold that against it, because a good song is a good song, and this is a damn good song. Here's track number 10, Frustration.
So yeah, there are a lot of um, dubstep tropes in there, but there's no avoiding that some of the beat, just some of the, the beat in there really makes you want to move. But it's um, it's it's a very hellish kind of song, and, and that's really what this game is is designed to look and act like. It's it's very dark, it's very hellish, it's very... um. Uh, it's it's leading to your ultimate fate, and like I said, uh, at the end of the game, um, Commander Video dies and moves on to the afterlife, which brings us to our final game of the night, Bit Trip Flux, which is about death and or rebirth. This one's a little bit harder to kind of grasp because the the cinematics don't make a whole lot of sense, but you can piece things together by the fact that this is is quite literally the reverse of the first game. Um, whereas you were on one side of the screen batting back uh, the, the, the dots, <laughs> the beats in the original game, in this one, you're on the other side of the screen. And you're literally just traveling back. Um, and everything seems to have a very ethereal feel to it. Whereas you were a black rectangle in the first one, now you're a white one. And it's, it's almost like you're ascending... Uh, after your death. These tracks are um, some of the most beautiful and amazing pieces of music I've ever heard. Um, as somebody who was playing through this series as it was going along, uh, you know, e- each thing led to, each each game led to another and was just another piece of, well, this is an interesting take on this kind of gameplay, an interesting take on this kind of gameplay, and the music was always so good, but this one... This one took things all the way to the next level because not only is it audibly beautiful, but visually stunning as well. Because it's it's got instead of being as bright and colorful, it's bright and and white pastel colors on a on stark black. So all these different dots and stuff that you're hitting, instead of making these sharp bit sounds, they're making more soft. Um, computery sounds almost like like drips of water or something and the more you play uh, the more in- incredible the backgrounds get and it's still all kind of based on this weird atari-esque graphic style but it's it still finds a way to be stunningly beautiful and the different effects that get get added the the different trails the lines it just the light it is a sight to behold watching this game and listening to it at the same time is an extremely incredible experience, and I cannot recommend it enough. I mean, even if you have to watch somebody do it, if you have to just go to YouTube and watch somebody play through it, put in some headphones and just listen to the, the sounds that are happening while the visuals are happening on the screen. And it is it is unlike anything I've ever seen before or since, with the exception of Bit Trip Beat, where it is pretty well like that, but to such a such a further degree in the incredible beauty department. So, uh, the first track of our final game we'll be listening to is Epiphany, which is track number 11. Enjoy. Thank you. 
So as I'm sure you heard, uh, lots of pieces, lots of callbacks to transition in that one. Uh, lots of callbacks to the very first song in the very first game, because it's all about coming full circle. What an extreme! When the strings come in, I uh, I remember playing through this game, and I mean at this point I'm I'm like just completely enamored with what I'm looking at, and it's it's really tough, but it's nice to go back to this uh, most simple style of gameplay that they've had in the entire series, and you get to this one point in the level where you know the checkpoint happens and the music changes over and all these string notes start happening and it's just like ah how is something this beautiful on my tv screen right now how is something just this this incredible and oh god this game really really blew me away um, which is uh, we're, we're just going to take us to our next track, which is track number 12, Catharsis, uh, which is uh, the last track in the game, uh, with the exception of the ending music, which uh, isn't really music, it's just kind of a long note while the screen fades to white, and then eventually you get a game over, and, and that's it. Uh, again, this game is very, very strange, um, but everything leading up to that ending... Uh, is really quite incredible, and once you get to that point, and it gives you the game over screen where there is literally no choice because the screen has faded to white, it it is a level of catharsis. It's it's really something else. Um, but listen for a couple other callbacks in this one. Uh, so here is track number twelve, catharsis.
just another stunningly beautiful track, and and it takes you know pieces from uh, Impetus from Bit Trip Runner, and and throws it in over these other pieces that kind of pull from all the other Bit Trip games, and it's it's really just about reflection. It's 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 looking back on everywhere you've been leading up to this point, and it's just a stunningly beautiful piece. Just it it winds up expressing so much joy yet relief because it's the end of your journey and that's what this music really just means really just means in the game and means to me it was just um it was the perfect cherry on top of an incredible experience and i was just i was floored when i was done with it i've i've never experienced a game quite like this before um where it's so up open to interpretation where to me, the story seemed so so more or less obvious. Whereas, I I know I've spoken to other people who played it. Just like it's just weird stuff, but the game's really fun and it's really cool looking. But as much as that's true, it's weird stuff, and the game is really cool looking. Um, I've always been moved by video game music, which is the reason I do this podcast. I I adore video game music. Um, it reminds me of some of the best times in my life. Uh, I have so many great memories attached to to the songs and the games that I've played, and and that's the music that's always stuck with me more than anything else. Um, you know, traditional rock music or music music, classical music, whatever it is. For some reason, the music that came from video games is the stuff that sticks with me. And having a series of games that was built so much, the gameplay was built so much on the music itself, um, and to have it be so good. Uh, meant so much to me. Like playing through this series was really just—it was—it was an incredible experience for me, and and one that I I have not had since, with the exception of Runner Two, which again, oh, Runner Two—we're going to do a whole episode on that one because, boy oh boy, that was some good stuff. If by any chance Matthew Harwood, if you hear this podcast in any way, shape, or form, if if you're listening, uh. I just thank you for this music. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to play these games the way that I played them. Because without the music, I wouldn't have stuck with them the way that I did. The music in these games is what kept me going and um, are what made the games so incredibly brilliant and singular. I mean, as much as the themes and pieces of these games have been... You know, they, you've seen this stuff before, you've you've played these kinds of things before, but... You've never had this experience before, I promise you. It is incredible. Absolutely incredible. So we have one more track tonight, um, because Catharsis is, is very cool, but I really wanted to leave it... I wanted to leave tonight with joy and party, and that's what we're going to end with, which is um, a track called Strange Comfort, again, by uh, the incredible chiptune artist Bitshifter. Uh, Strange Comfort, as it plays in the game is a, a relatively short track, and it just gets right to it. You, you, it almost seems out of place, but it does a great job of setting the stage of, like, this game is about being dead, <laughs> or about experiencing death, but it's not meant to be sad. It's meant to be, y- you did it. It's a sense of accomplishment, and when you start this game, and it's it's being all ethereal and and beautiful and all that stuff this this music just makes you want to dance it's it's such a 
just get up and dance kind of kind of tune. Um, and what was really cool about having the soundtrack, much like um, most of the other the, the tracks here, where it takes all the pieces and puts them together, uh, "Strange Comfort" as featured on the soundtrack is a full arrangement of the song, as opposed to the uh, small part of it that plays as the uh, the, the menu screen music. So you're going to hear a full song from beginning, middle, and end, um, like you've heard for for most of this evening. Um, but it's it's not the way it's featured in the game. It's the way it's featured on the official soundtrack, and it is absolutely incredible. I dare you not to move around while listening to this song. I dare you not to tap a foot or a finger at the very least, because the beat in this track is so so good. So here is "Strange Comfort," track thirteen, last track of the night by Bitshifter. <laughs>
that's that's it. That's pure fun. That's um because really when you get down to it, as cool as this as, as, as interesting as it is that these games are telling the story through these strange Atari inspired graphics, the bottom line is is it's all supposed to be fun. And I feel like that's what that track encapsulates so well about the entire series. Like if I'm thinking of the Bit Trip series, I'm either thinking of Impetus or I'm thinking of Strange Comfort because those are the ones that just sum up everything that's good about these games, which is that it's just pure joy. Um, and they're incredibly fun to play. And I can't recommend them enough, as you've heard me gush about for the last however long we've been listening to this. Uh, but that's our show. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you very much for listening to me uh, gush on and on about uh, how much this music and video game music means to me. Um, you know, this podcast, it, it just means the world to me. And the fact that anybody listens to it um, makes me smile. Tune in next time, where we'll be joining Geekade's 31 Days of Halloween with a special episode featuring some of my favorite haunting game music. It's going to be a fun ride. As always, I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of these games, so if you like, you can send them to mail at geekade.com. We'll fill you in on all the details through our regular social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and or subscribe to if you haven't already. And while you're at it, check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Thanks again for listening, and good night. <laughs>